everyone, and welcome. My name is Bailey. I lead the community team at Substack with Katie, who's also here tonight. If you don't know Substack, we describe ourselves as a place for independent writing. Our goal is to make it simple for writers like you and like our guests tonight to start paid newsletters. I'd like to briefly introduce our two hosts. Tonight, we're excited to welcome you to our Spotlight on Investing in Finance writer, Mike of Non-Gap Investing. Mike is a former activist investor who writes on Substack about activist investing, corporate governance, board dynamics, and the power of incentives. We've asked Mike to speak tonight in part because he's a lot of fun and also because he is one of the most successful finance and investing writers on Substack today. He's doing so well that he's even turned Substack into his full-time focus and is among the top paid publications in our business category. Mike's an inspiring example of the success we're seeing many finance and investing writers experience on Substack. Linda, our partnerships lead for finance and investing writers, who is perhaps the most savvy person in the world about that ecosystem, will host our interview with Mike tonight about his journey publishing, growing, and going paid on Substack. We hope tonight will be an opportunity for you to learn and absorb best practices for your own finance investing publication. Without further ado, I'm excited to pass the mic to Mike and our beloved Linda. Welcome, everybody. It's fabulous to see a lot of familiar names and some people where I've chit-chatted with you, maybe in Twitter, DM, or maybe over email, and you're tuning in to, to join us today and learn more. So welcome. It's fantastic. So Mike, let's open the conversation. And I think what people would really be fascinated to hear about, um, it, it, rather than just kind of going in from the beginning of your story chronologically, let's fixate on the surprises, uh, what was unexpected. Can you can Can you tell me maybe a little bit about when you started writing on your Substack publication, what were the things that, that happened that surprised you that unfolded in the course of your writing journey? Um, well, first of all, hello. Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't expect to see this many people uh, on here. Appreciate everyone showing up. Um, let's, let's keep the bar low and, and uh, assume this isn't best practices advice. Um, always low. <laughs> always low. Keep the bar low. Um, yeah, I think... I. I, this is going to sound dumb, but I, I I think the biggest surprise that anyone would even like read my stuff in the first place, you know, like, I, I guess that's the power of the internet, but it, it's, I I've said this before, but you know, I, I always joke that like, you know, as investors, people are always like, what are your, what's your edge? What's your edge? What's your differentiation? And you think, you know, what your edge is until it, the reality is until, you know, someone actually kind of points it out to you, right? Because uh, oftentimes your edge is, is very obvious or very like, you don't think it's that important. And I think the, the surprising thing of, of starting Substack, and, and really the goal was just to kind of, you know, share some fun thoughts and, and kind of try to become a better writer, but also be more of a focused thinker for myself and, and not really for anyone else was um, just how surprising the reception I got very early on in the process. Now, I'm sure there'll be folks who's like, well, yeah, duh, like your stuff is good. Or like, isn't it obvious to you? And it's like, um, 
No, it still isn't obvious to me. I, I'm, you know, um, it's still a little bit of a shock that anyone would even on the internet would pay me money to, <laughs> to read my stuff even today. Right. I mean, objectively speaking, like, I don't know. I, I think I checked the, where I'm at like yesterday just for this call. And I mean, I think I'm at like number two in the business category. And I was just like, what in the world is going on where like the number two, you know, business newsletter is really devoted to corporate governance. Right. And I think that's the surprising part to be able to kind of you know, share what do you have to say? And there are actually, you know, enough people out there that, you know, not only want to read your stuff, but you know, they're, they're actually willing to give you, you know, a few dollars a month, which is pretty cool. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Uh, and I think that's really inspirational for people who might be on this call and uh, be humble and question whether what they have to contribute is something that people might want to read. So in that sense, it's it's encouraging. And something that you and I have talked a bit about before, and I'd love for you to sh share tonight, is the benefits that writing, that writing about your investment ideas, that sharing your knowledge have had beyond just building a business on Substack? What have the benefits been for, whether it's your investment process, your investment results, or your career broadly? I mean, I, I don't even think about like the the business or the subscription side of, of uh, Substack. I mean, I would say the original genesis of even doing Substack was, I was really um, curious about, um, you know, the creator economy, just kind of like, we've all kind of read that article about a thousand true fans and just like dog fooding, you know, that concept, you know, on top of trying to be a better writer and share, you know, what I have to know and, and become more of a focused thinker, you know, for myself. So I say this every now and then, but <laughs> literally the, the forward, the forward button for a newsletter, it might be like the most powerful, like converting networking tool, like you'll ever have. Um, like that, that endorsement, that social proof of, of someone who followed you and then forwarded your write up to, you know, someone they trust or, or respect, um, you know, that, that brings a lot of buy-in and, and just that sort of, um, opportunity, like I, I, I tell this all the time to, to folks that are looking to either break in or, you know, are trying to transition to other opportunities. It's like, why, why, you know, why wait until you're in front of a interviewer you know, trying to pitch a stock, like get your stuff out there. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It, if, if anything, like think of it as a journey where you're iterating and, and, and demonstrate like how you look at the world, how you think about the world. Cause you know, at the end of the day, you want, um, you want to find people that you kind of see things, um, or, or it kind of respects your perspective and, and it's not you trying to kind of, you know, purpose build the pitch and, and, and the stock thesis you know, to them, because you're not, you're not going to have a good time. You're not going to enjoy your time at that fund. Um, like, you know, focus on, on honing your craft in public. You know, everyone talks about building in public hmm. and it's like, you know, the, the, sometimes the best way is just to get your stuff out there. And I know it's easy to get criticized uh, about certain things, but you know, I think for every, whatever, you know, eight or nine people that, you know, give you a hard time. And, and that's you know, very high. I'm just throwing that out there. Like, you know, that one like DM or that one reply, you know, that, you know, really enjoys the pieces. It's a motivating factor too. Um, and, and when you kind of put it all together, it's like, you know, I, 
in the past year, you know, I think corporate governance has gone from like an afterthought for most like professionals, at least that I've interacted with to, um, you know, it's almost a priority, right? Like there, there's a, it's almost a running joke that everyone has a job board of I'm like, I, I would probably put up a job board if, if there were, you know, enough competent corporate governance people. Cause I think it went from like, I had subscribers to like, actually we need like, we need this like know-how, you know, in-house, we actually need mm. to build this out. Right. And, and that's been kind of a fun journey seeing other folks recognize like, um, you know, the power of, of governance, but also like, Hey man, like this, this is, this is, um, you know, what it's all about as far as trying to, you know, get your work out there and, and hopefully it resonates with someone. And I can see how that the positive feedback, somebody reaching out of their own volition to say that it resonated with them. I can see how that would really be more satisfying even than, than the business aspect. Like you're, you're reaching someone and you're evangelizing your own way of, of seeing the world at that point. I just, so yes. I think like, uh, so when you think about networking, I, I know we're going to go. So like, I, I think Linda and I have had like three or four different conversations already on like these themes and it ends up being a different like podcast. So it's, it's always fun. But <laughs> um, like the people you really want to meet in life, like the really interesting thinkers and and folks that you actually want to meet at funds or even not even at funds, like operators, founders, um, everyone in the world wants to get a hold of them. Everyone's trying to get an in. They're all trying to slide into DMs. They're all trying to, you know, get that introduction. And like few things actually opens doors, like a thoughtful piece focused on like their company or that person or, or, or their you know, preferred style of investing. You say something thoughtful there, they're more likely to come to you than, than, you know, any sort of effort, like, you know, networking and getting the warm introduction. They actually, you know, you're almost demonstrating that you might be an interesting conversation, right? And like those folks, they have their ears open and like you say something really interesting, really notable. Um, you'd be surprised who, who actually is paying attention. Interesting. The idea of magnetizing for them to come to you rather than you having to reach out to them or, or turning it into a, a warm contact rather than it you just being one of many trying to hand wave and get someone's attention. I'm sure that that's appealing to uh, some of the people on this call who might be building or, or contemplating and to that end, because I know that there are people on this call who have already set up a Substack and maybe have started gathering a subscriber base. And there are others who are in brainstorming mode and figuring out whether this is something they, they want to do or want to devote themselves to. Can you tell us what's a piece of advice that you would give to people as they're they're contemplating whether they should go ahead with a, an email newsletter. So the two, at least for me, what I prioritize is don't be afraid to grow slow. I think there's always pressure to like, try to you know, build up your subscriber base and, and go as quickly as possible. And that's not a criticism of folks that, that do stuff like that. I, I think that's, you know, that's a very valid way of, of doing it. Uh, for me, it was more like, don't feel like you have to push everything out all at once, you know, a, a ton of content. I mean, if you can sustain that pace and trust me, there, there are newsletter writers where I'm like in awe at the, at their output. Right. So, um, you need to make sure if, if you're doing this, that you find a cadence and, and an output like pace that, that fits your style, that fits like what works for you. Um, because it, you know, this, this really is kind of a marathon, right? Like you're, you're going to have excitement in the first few months, but, 
you know, when you're in the doldrums of, you know, month six or seven or eight or, you know, year one or two, like you need to, you need to make sure you have like, you know, a, a, a sound cadence or you're going to burn out or you're just going to, you know, it's like a crash diet almost, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, a, it's a crash sub stack. You, you put in all this effort and then you don't see, um, you know, the results that you're hoping to see, and then you get demotivated and, and, and it just all crashes and burns. And you know, I think the value add of taking your time is you get to find your voice during this period. You get to, you're going to get better with every piece you put out. Um, and you're going to, you know, you're going to slowly build an audience that hopefully, you know, they're, they're pushing the forward button and getting their colleagues and friends involved that, you know, like if, if your goal is to, to run a subscription, that's going to, you know, that's going to lower churn like materially, right? Like um, there's a, there's a weird sustainability when you're willing to go slow. I mean, you can get a lot of, you know, a ton of dollars up front and, and do all that promotional stuff and, and marketing. And that's, that's great. But like, also realize like there, there are other ways of, of doing this. And I know there's usually like, um, you know, most people, their, their inspiration, their muse are, are the most visible and active folks online. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way um, initially. And, and really like oftentimes it ends up being kind of a step function of signups and opportunities because these, these are investment write-ups, right? Like you're not going to, you're not going to hit 1000 on every single one of your write-ups. They're not all going to be like breakthrough stuff, but like, you know, if you work towards something, you just, you know, you know, right time, right place, right valuation, right situation, you're right about it. And, and it all lines up and it works out. Like that sort of success on that one piece will, will drive a lot of, um, you know, subscribers and, and, and visibility and, and, and use that kind of, you know, think of it as, you know, don't be afraid to hang out like, you know, base camp style every now and then just like mm-hmm. maintain your pace, like get used to the oxygen levels and like, Hey, if, if you have something that really inspires and, and, and it works, like, you know, put it out and yeah, then like, you know, press the gas a bit on, on your promotion and things like that. So I think that would be kind of generally, um, you know, my advice, right? Like, take your time, find your flow. You're going to get better as you, as you go along and, and really f- realize like, this is, this is a business, but it's also, you know, a personal development tool, a networking tool, uh, an opportunity to, you know, really get better as an investor. Um, and, and, and if it all kind of lines up, I, it's going to work out, you know, mm-hmm. I promise you that it, it will work. That's phenomenal advice. And I love the metaphor of sometimes you have to hang out at base camp and then there are other times where it's, it's time to, to push the gas. So thanks so much, Mike. It's uh, really just such a pleasure to be able to get your comments and, and your insights. And uh, for the people who are here, and I see some of the comments in the, the chat, some people have started, some people uh, just thinking about it. I hope that they, they take your words to heart and think about all of the benefits that uh, starting a Substack can have, even beyond the business side of it. Before we wrap tonight, I want to share a message about looking ahead. Being an independent writer shouldn't mean being alone. The Substack writer community is here for you. This workshop kicks off an ongoing series of workshops and interviews designed to accelerate and celebrate writers publishing on Substack. Expect more events for writers each week through the end of June. You can check out those events at substack.com events. See you there.